All right, what's up? It's your boy, uh, John Cofield. Welcome to the first episode of All of the Above podcast. Uh, again, I'm your host, John Cofield. Um, my first guest is somebody really uh, special to me, a good friend of mine. Uh, we're going to bring him in. Uh, he needs no introduction. His name is Antonio Gillespie. Let's go ahead and bring him in right now. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Oh, uh, you know, man, we we in this thing. What's up, man? Did you did you already work out today? Or are you are you finna get ready to go after this? Oh uh, man, I, I did twelve miles before I um before I started twelve miles hundred degree heat, no water the whole twelve miles, baby. Man, you Damn. man, you intense, man, Damn. intense. Well, we gonna triple get stacking, <laughs> baby. triple stacking games. You feel me? I got you, man. Bro, I got you, baby. I got you. Well, for the big body men, they used to call me Dusty. (laughs) (laughs) Big body men, they used to call me Dusty. (laughs) Well, hey, man, uh, I just want to say thank you for giving me your time. I know you're a busy brother. Um, You know, this is my first episode of uh, my podcast. It's called All of the Above. We're going to talk about some of everything. Um, So we'll just kind of get right into it, brother. so, for people that don't know who you are, you know, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself or, you know, uh, you know, just go ahead and tell the people who you are and what you do and all that. All right, baby, um, this is your boy, Lionel God, you feel me? I just turned 41, you feel me? So, I'm a fresh 41-year-old right now. 99% of the people that, you know, run across me, they tell me I don't look 41, but... I'm going to believe them, you know what I mean? Because when I look at myself in the mirror, I got a phone going right here too. Because I'm on my TikTok live while I'm on my meet with you as well, you feel me? And I got a phone in my pocket right now where I just had to text the wife to let her know that I was on a live right now. So I got three phones going on, you feel me? Yeah. So my Antonio Glisman, baby, uh, where I was born, I was born in Starfield, Mississippi, man. Um, 40 years ago, everybody that knew me doubted me, baby. So I'm going to just keep it simple. Everybody that knew me doubted me. And I posted the other day, I said, the flame that burns inside of me, they lit. Now, the flame that is burning inside of me, right, the world lit. The people that doubted me, from the people that is close to me, from the people that don't like me, from the people that I depended on, from the people that I counted on, right, those people lit that flame that is burning inside of me that the world gets to see every day. But guess who keep that flame lit, though? So they lit it, right? So they started But guess who keep it burning to this day, though? So I thank everybody that let me down, that lit the flame. But guess, guess who keep it going? I do, baby. That's real. That's real. So I credit everybody else that let me down. That's why you see me running along 99% of the time. Because the people... That lit my flame, they don't even keep it lit. They started it though. They the one actually got me fired up 40 years ago. Because everything that I do right now, I do it for me. I do it for my mom, 
Right. I got to keep the flame lit. Right. When I don't think, I can't go no more. When I have nothing else to give, right, I got to keep that flame lit, baby. Because the people that doubted me, that hated me, that didn't think I would make it, I got to keep the flame lit so I can show them, baby, that without them, I'm going to still rise up, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so that. that. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. So you call yourself the line of God, right? And you're a Christian man. I'm a Christian man. You know, I, I, I hold my Christianity dear to my heart, just like you do. Tell me about why you chose the line of God and, and why you call yourself the line of God. I mean, the line, so first off, you know, right, over over the past 40 years, like, right, when I say that everybody that believed in me, the people that doubted me, right? Mm-hmm. To be a lion, right, of God, that represents courage, mm-hmm. strength. Yes. Right? So if you proclaim to be a lion of God, right, when you say you represent courage, strength, and excellence, right, mm-hmm. that's what I represent. Okay. Courage, strength, excellence. Now, when I say excellent, right, that don't mean everything about my body. I'm talking about mine. I'm talking about my connection with God, right? I'm talking about my belief system. Mm-hmm. Everything that I work for in life, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that I do. 50 miles ran with COVID-19, right? Um, graduate top of my college class. 3.92 GPA. Summa cum laude. Graduate top of my military class. You feel me? When I went to military, when I was in the military, I wasn't even the fittest guy there. But I already knew. Again, courage. Strength. Excellence. If you're willing to put in the work, right, guess what? You're going to come out on top. So I graduated top of my military class, highest GPA, most fit. So again, strength, excellence, courage. Now, beyond the people that let me down, right, I don't blame them for anything, right? But at the end of the day, all the people I've cut loose over the years, right, friends, my best friend, family members, close family members, aunts, cousins, whoever, I had to have the courage, right, to walk on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, when you say you're a lion, right, like, when you really embody the lion tattoo, lion of God, half man, half lion, part machine, when I decided on my on my 14-day fast, I woke up on the fourth day, God said, you got to cut everybody off on your Facebook. Now, you my homie, right? Yeah. I cut you off. But it wasn't me cutting you off, though, right? It was me again, courage, strength, excellence. Right. God said, in order for you to really finish this fast and become your best ever, you got to disconnect from everybody. Mm. Literally, you got to be able to go out in the wilderness, right? Literally, go out into the wilderness, that's what it is, and do what you do. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to have courage, right? The belief system, again, that everything that I've done over the last 40 years prepared me to do what God needed me to do. I mm. couldn't question him, right? Right. I was up there like 2 o'clock in the morning. Boom, 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 boom. But it 
Wow. So literally, I was willing to separate from everybody. Like literally. Facebook, 3,000 plus people, dropped them all. Even on my Instagram, had like 5,000 people I was connected with, dropped them all down to 1,000 or something. On my T.O. Fit Instagram, three, 4,000 people dropped down to 1,000. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. And boom, I posted one video on TikTok sharing with the world how I stay shredded year-round. I posted it on Instagram. I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Snapchat. I posted on, as a matter of fact, I posted on three of my fake Instagram. And I posted on both all, both of my Twitters. That one video got like almost a million views. Off that one video, I got like almost 30,000 followers. 20,000 or some followers. Mm-hmm. But again, it was me being obedient, right? I'm the line of God. I know what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. My whole life, I have been in the belly of the beast. Everything I've done, right? I've done because of my own work ethic. My own ability to become one with pain, right? right. My ability to always believe in myself, regardless the situations that I am in. God has showed me it doesn't matter how many times my back is against the wall, I have nobody to turn to, right? Right. I always become my best to come out on top. Only because I was willing to do the extra work that allowed me to obtain the mental, physical, and spiritual fortitude needed to defeat, defeat. As many beasts that's been in front of me the past 41 years now. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. So, when you say, I want to expand on that a little bit. You say you were born in the belly, you were in the belly of the beast your whole entire life. So, do you think, are you basically saying that through your upbringing, through your trials and tribulations at a young age, it's created the man that we see today and the work ethic and the, the mentality we see today? You know what? I was thinking about. I'm going to tell you this, look, man, like, I remember one print premiere situation when I was like, I was the oldest child. It was my mom, two brothers, three sisters, right? We didn't have food to eat, right? Mm. So in order for us to go get food, we had to walk from our house out to my grandma's house, which was about 15, 20 miles, right? Man. Check this out. This is a almost disabled mother walking down the street with six kids. Guess what? Nobody came to save us, bro. Out of all the billions of people across the globe, here I am, seven, eight, walking 20 miles. So if I'm walking 20 miles at eight years old with a group of my two brothers, three sisters, right? And my mom. It probably took us three, four, five, six hours. Half of the day. Right. So it took us half of the day to walk to get to, to get to get to the food. Mm-hmm. And out of everybody on this planet, guess what? Nobody offered us a ride, bro. Mm. It's in my day right now. Like 41 right now, in the back of my brain, right? I gotta realize that at 
That's deep. That's deep. So you tell me, I'm eight years old, right? Mm-hmm. Walking 15 to 20 miles. Now you wonder why 50 miles is nothing to me. Right. Now you I see. Staying in 108 degree heat is nothing to me. Now I see. Yeah, I now see. Yeah. Now you wonder why I can fast 14 days, no food. Yeah. Now you wonder why I'm a fast 30 days, no food. Because all my life, baby, back 40 years ago, I had to walk 20 miles to get food. And not a person on this earth offered to give an 8-year-old a ride. Better yet, give an 8-year-old food to eat. Mm. So you, you wonder why I can bench press double my body weight. Yeah. It's what happened before. Literally, forty years ago, baby. So you were, so you were, you were forged. You were basically forged at a young age to becoming this machine lying animal, basically. As as basically, man, the the, the your, your mentality was was forged at a young age to become the man you are now. Now here's the kicker. My other two brothers and three sisters, they were put in the same situation as me, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't become the same man that I am. So even back then, my mom always knew, right? Mm-hmm. That I was gifted with something extra. Yeah. Like my mom already knew that I was the golden child. My mom already knew that I was something different. She always had faith that I would become the man I am right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I was able to do. I was able to take that situation, right? And turn it into something positive. Yeah. Because my mind was already two, three decades ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. Like, when that happened, in my mind, you know what I was growing up thinking the whole time? Mm. My whole think, thought process before my mom passed away was to show her, right? Like, literally. Like, everything that I've become right now was to show my mom that, hey, just because everybody gave up on you, I'm a king. Mm. I'm a king. I'm a black king. Therefore, if I'm a king, guess what that automatically makes her? She a queen. Queen, yep. She a queen, no doubt. So, just because somebody tried to show you a different age card of who you really were, if I'm great, guess what? You automatically great, mom. Yeah. So, before my mom passed away, she saw I had elevated and became my best. She saw me go to the military and graduate top best. She saw me go to college and become my best ever. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Everything that I've done was for her. To show her that it don't matter what somebody try to show you, right? No matter what somebody try to show you and dangle in your face, right? At the end of the day, me, I control who and what I become. Yeah. Everybody got me, right? Everybody doubt me. You can't run this. You can't do that. You can't pass this. You can't do this and do that. You got a wife, got kids. You can't do none of that. God already gifted me the game, baby. He already gifted me the game. Like, literally, when I wake up, I thank you for sustaining me. I just got to do the work. I already know this. My glory, I'm already at the top of the mountain. Mm. That's like, real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell people right now. When I was in the seventh grade, right, I was in a house fight. Mm. 
So my stepdad died like less than a year after she passed away. You know what he told me? And this was the best gift. Nobody else told me in my life. Not even my own dad. You know what I mean? Crazy. But that's why I give him so much respect to this day, though. He looked at me and said, hey, Antonio, I want to let you know, man, that I'm proud of the man that you become. That's powerful. You used to be arrogant. You used to be selfish. You used to have everything for yourself. But I see the guy that you become now. You help people around you. You speak positivity into people. You're there for your wife. You're there for your kids. You're there for your mom. You're there for me. You're there for your brothers and sisters. I just want to let you know that I'm proud of the man that you become. Like literally, him telling me that compared to, I don't care what any other human tells me. My stepdad telling me that I, he's proud of the man that I became right before he passed away. Yeah, that's powerful. Like, that's, that's, pro- that's powerful. That's like of the high. That's powerful, yeah. Best compliment ever yeah. that you can when your stepdad tell you like, hey, you used to be this guy, right? Because I know who I used to be. I used to be kind of selfish, you know what I mean? I used to be about self. You feel me? Like, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And even now, people mistake my confidence, right, for being arrogant. But people don't understand, just like Kobe, may he rest in peace, just like Mayweather, right? In order to climb your mountain, guess what you got to have? Put it in the baby. And you got to believe in yourself. Because at the end of the day, had I allowed who I became based on other people, guess what? Nobody else believed in me, baby. Yeah. Every job I went to, everybody doubted me. You're not going to do this, man. I remember when I first started working at the first wireless company. I walk in, no training. The guy tell me, hey, man, you're not going to be able to hit your numbers. I look at dude, I just smile. For real. He straight had the audacity to tell your boy that I'm not going to be able to hit my numbers. Because again, he see me. He see what appears to be the outside of the book. But I don't see how anybody would try to read somebody when you don't even know who I am yet. But he tried to read me based on what he saw. I just looked at him and smiled. And guess what? No training, right? No training. No training. No training. No training. (laughs) In less than a month, guess what? I was the best of the best out of two states, Oklahoma and Arkansas. Guess what? At the end of the year, I was sent down in Calamari for the first time with the CEO. I didn't even know what Calamari was at the time. <laughs> and you feel, you feel me. But they say I wasn't going to hit my numbers, though. And I was with the company for three plus years, and guess who was the best? Every, every month. Come on, man. Guess who was the best every month? Come on, effortlessly, though, though. Effortlessly, because when you train and do everything at a high, high level, level, right? Mm-hmm. When you train, you train your brain to work at a high level. Mm-hmm. I train my brain to work at a high level. So guess what? Now, high level is normal to it's, me. It's normal to you, yeah. It's yeah. Like give hundred and fifty percent. It's like somebody else giving twenty percent. Twenty percent, because that's that, that's your that's that's your that's your routine. Exaggerating though. Yeah. Not even exaggerating. I know. Even when so hard. When I push so hard in my training, when I go to work, bro, that's recovery. That's light work. Same. The same. Boom. Same. Like, bro, number one person at my company now in my store. And guess what? I don't even try. That's sad. That's like I posted that video. 
video. I weigh one forty something right now, one forty three. I casually walked into the gym and benched two ninety five without even any weight training. And the guy posted, you know what his comment was? Imagine if this guy trained hard for a year. Like I walked into the gym, casually lift two hundred and ninety five pounds, over double my body weight, no training. Just walk in fresh. I run 90% of the time. Right. You're a monster, man. So talk to me about, you know, uh, I, I, know, you, I know you're trying to get to the gym. I'm not going to hold you too, too long, man. We got time today, baby. Okay. All right. So tell me about um, what made you... Bread and butter. You feel me? <laughs> what made you want to join, uh, join the military? No lie. Bro, I was like the problem. 
Yeah. So when I got the phone, the dude was like, yeah, I'm calling about Antonio, like, being let go so he can go home, blah, 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 blah. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, yes, I'm about to go. But after that call, nothing, nothing even became up. But fast forward, right? Like five months afterwards, right? It was the best decision I had, I, I had ever made. Because the people that tried to ruin me, right? God allowed me to stay. And my mind was already like unbreakable, right? Mm-hmm. But me being in the military, right? It basically made my brain even more unbreakable. Because check this out. You know what you, the song you sing while you run? What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Yep. Literally. What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Let me repeat. This is like. That's true. It's true. Your brain every day. It's true. What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. You level up. Or eight days, a hundred days. I mean, 30 days, 10 days, 14 days, or if I'm running 30 miles, if I'm running 15 miles, 40 miles, if I'm in the gym training for 12 hours straight, even if I felt like I couldn't make it, right? Guess what? It couldn't kill me. So guess what? It only made me stronger. So really, everything that I encounter in life that is even difficult, right? It doesn't matter how difficult that it is. Mm-hmm. If I overcome it, even by a little bit, guess what? It made me stronger. Yep. Okay. So, what what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Got you. So, what was used to try to break me and ruin me, right? Uh Uh-huh. I'm using it to catapult me. Mm. Like, elevate my brain like 10 times over. So, that's how when they say... When, when the devil tried to, you know what I mean, send one of his little minions for you, right? Accept him. Let him in. Sit him down. Fix him dinner. Yep. Bring him a glass of water. Make a table for your enemies. For real. Make a table. Have a conversation. But once everything is done, you got to whisper in his ear. I'm the storm. Yep. You, you go now. Yep. You feel me? <laughs> When you do something like that, bro, you become a different animal. Yeah. So when they tried to ruin me and I flipped it like that, bro, that turned me into a different animal. And I graduated. Now in the midst of me learning everything mentally, right? Mm-hmm. I graduated top of my class out of thousands. People from everywhere, bro. I met a guy that was like, like famous in Korea. His wife was like Miss Universe. The only reason why he enlisted in the military was to get his wife a green card. Green card. Yep. Bro, I met so many people, bro. And instantaneously, my personality, right? It was like me and you. Boom. Like, the, the, the connection was there. But it was like, truly, bro, what was used to try to ruin me? Boom. Graduated top, man. Only because... Only because I didn't allow it to break me or ruin me. Mm. And I kept going. Even, even when I tried to call it a quiz, right? Because even then, you can, you can take a risk. You can try to stop, right? You can try to ignore what God is saying. But if you keep bringing it back, if you keep coming back, eventually, bro, 
gotta listen to him. Exactly. Let me ask you this, brother. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about him, you can. Um, just real quick, tell me how you met you met Sheila, and then tell me about your kids and like each one of their personalities. You know, just real quick, like you know which kid has this personality and et cetera, and how y'all met and all that. Oh man, so okay, how did I meet my wife? <laughs> <laughs> so I met my wife. I was actually in Walmart picking up some money from from what another woman had sent me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's a book, man. That's a hundred. That's a hundred. Keep it a hundred. Yeah, so I mean, my, my wife was a manager at the time. So I, now, let it be fair. The relationship that I was in was pretty much almost over anyway. Okay. But again, I was in Walmart. It's a book. I'm keeping. It, I'm keeping it real. Hundred percent. I was in Walmart. You know, picking up the money, some funds. And my wife was the manager that came over to approve the transaction. And when she came over, she made a joke and said, like, something like, let me, um, you know, get some of this money or something crazy, funny, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just laughed. I was like, ha, 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 ha. So she approved the transaction and I walked off. So I probably got probably like 10, 15 yards away, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, hold up, man. This girl bad, she pretty, blah, 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 blah. So I said, turn around, man. <laughs> so really, I turned around, went back, got a number, boom. Like, I got a number, and yeah, man, like from there, we just became friends, and then the magic happened. Okay. And so tell me about each one of your kids, just real quickly. Like, what, what are their personalities? Who likes to do what? You know, who's your who? Who's more like you? Who's more like her? Et cetera, et cetera. Um. So my oldest son, AJ, he is in college right now. He is majoring in interior design at Sam Houston, right? Okay. So I would say, when it comes to mindset, right, of not being broken, being able to maneuver through the world, like effortlessly right he is a billion percent like me mm -hmm. okay 10 year old Jaden he is the quiet child but I would say that I call him the scientist because again I call him the scientist because his brain is 50 years ahead of him right now even the teachers called us and said, like, Jaden has three to four or five times more potential, kind of like I did when I was in high school. I was just going to say, didn't you say you was you was thinking ahead when you was younger? Exactly. So I had an opportunity to be even greater had I been able to zone in on my greatness early in life. So my son, he, he kind of the same way. I call him the scientist because he is extremely intelligent, but at the same time, he is reserved, right? Yeah. So he is relaxed most of the time. He is quiet most of the time, but he never allowed anything to really shake him. And he can achieve whatever he wants and do anything he wants at a drop of the dime. Okay. Now, my son Ethan, he is, I would say, 
white growing up as a child. Because <laughs> I was more of the reserve child growing up. You know what I'm saying? I was the good kid. So Jason is more like the good child. Ethan, on the other hand, based on what I've heard about my wife growing up, um, yeah, he's a little bit more outgoing, right? A little bit more like a firecracker. But my wife is extremely intelligent at the same time. So I would say he is more similar to my wife. Okay. My little girl. There she is. That's what I want to hear about. <laughs> Macy, I would say she is more of a cross between the both of us. Because she isn't, she's kind of a firecracker, but she is reserved at the same time. And she's extremely intelligent, way beyond her years. And she's not afraid to speak her mind, which is kind of like me and her mom. Mm-hmm. So it would be like a more of a cross between both of us. Got you. Okay. Well, you you got a beautiful family, man. Very beautiful family, man. So God bless that. Um, so you... You work at Verizon. You like tell me quick, quickly what your actual day job is. I know you're a personal trainer, but you you know so, where, where I, you go clock yeah, in at. I work at Verizon. I'm a sales. I'm a solution specialist, right? So I, 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 I basically customer service driven, sales driven. At the end of the day, my job is to make sure the customers I help they're happy with their product, happy with the experience, and happy with myself and happy with Verizon. Okay. But hey, like who I am, right? Most of the people that I interact with on a daily basis, they already know me from running around the city or working out or something. Mm-hmm. So people already know that I have an extremely high work ethic, right? People already know that I value myself highly mm-hmm. when it comes to being a high-impact player. Mm-hmm. So, and, I'm a, and me personally, as people can tell, I'm really up front, right? Yeah. I'm going to be honest, there's no gray areas with me. Okay. I'm going to tell you, you know what I mean, about fitness, about your family, about schoolwork, about overcoming an issue, about whatever. Even if it's something you don't want to hear, right? I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? The world needs people like that. That's true. B- because we got the best people in this world. That's true. Tell people what they want to hear, which really prevents them from becoming Their best the self. best of themselves. Yep, I understand. All right, so the question that most people most people that know me, that, that, that see us interact, they want to know, and you can, you can explain it if you want to, or I can explain it. Um, how did how did we meet? How did we become brothers? How did we become lying brotherhood? So how did I meet my bro John? You feel me? So that's a that's a good question because most people say that see you think I'm you or see me think you me. Yep. These people still call me John to this day. Wow. I don't even waste my time trying to correct it. <laughs> but how how me and John crossed paths in 2015? I got a membership at LA Fitness. I had um, hurt my ankle and I couldn't run and train for my race. So I needed a gym that had a swimming pool. So I ended up getting a membership at LA Fitness so I could swim and hit the sauna since I couldn't run. I remember the first day I walked into LA Fitness, 
like John was walking by and I had on some um a, a version of my training shoes, some Nike trainers. And he asked me, he was like, hey bro, them shoes look lit. They look like they're real comfortable. And you know, like, hey bro, they real comfortable now. And after that, I kind of, we kind of chopped it up. I told him where I got the shoes from. And obviously he thought that I was fit. And from there we start talking about fitness related stuff. And then from there, as they progressed, I would just see him around in the gym and I just started like giving him different pointers, right? We just, you know, obviously we rose now. We this is my home. So I see him working out. I, I was giving like pointers on how to maximize his time on the treadmill, inside the sauna, bear crawling, and all this stuff. And I mean, within like a few months, my boy came my protege, like literally. Like, it wouldn't even respect the fact that what he became, right? It was the fact that everything that I advised him to do, because he already saw what I was able to accomplish, right? And the fact that he valued me, he appreciated me, he saw greatness in me at the level of when I recommended him to do something, he was able to go back and mimic and do it. Now, it wasn't that I just thought that he was doing this, right? Because I would be at the gym and like, I remember I was like bear calling from from machine to machine. And I was like, let them know, look, bro, like, if you really want to elevate, you got to start doing stuff that normal people ain't doing. So when I'm going from machine to machine, instead of walking, I'm bear calling. And I look from the top, you know, stair from the top, second floor. I see my boy going from the curl machine to the leg curl machine, bear calling. Or I would see him do a lot of stuff in the sauna, working out. I was like the inventor of it, right? Yeah. My boy perfected it. So there was all these different things that my boy perfected. Even outside, running in the heat. You know what I mean? Training on the treadmill a certain way. Like, all these different recommendations I gave my boy, he basically perfected it. Like, I don't take credit for nothing that he does. I just like to make noise for him. You feel me? Like, you don't have people in your circle that make noise for you. Why are they in your circle? Yep, it's true. You, so whenever I see my boy grinding, it's all love. Like, most definitely. He gave me pointers, I gave him pointers, but at the end of the day, the, the whole goal is to let him know that I am for him, regardless. When he wins, I win. When I win, he wins. Yep. This end is both of us winning. Yep. I never forget, I never forget the... the, the uh, we were we were we had talked a couple of times. We were real cool, and then um, remember one day I was running on a treadmill, and I see now I see you and you're trucking, and you're I'm like running at six point five. You know, at this point that's low right now, but for to me at that point it was fast, and you're at a, probably a seven five seven seven eight pace talking. You're talking. You like I'm like I'm like uh, asking you questions. You like yeah yeah yeah. And you like I just need one chance, one opportunity. You know, if I get one chance, I can kill it. And I was like. That's what I want. I said, whatever he's on, I want that. So I started to get a little knowledge from you. I'm like, you know, you're cra- you're crazy, but it's a good crazy. It's 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 you're obsessed with the grind. And I said, if I can get to that point to where mentally I can say, no matter how I feel, no matter what I'm, what, no matter what I'm going through, I can still run five or six miles at a drop of a hat, like he does. Then I think I'd be in better shape, and I feel myself getting in better aerobic shape over the years. And I'm in the best shape of my life right now. I'm, I've been trucking and, and running and trying to everybody, get better. Wake up. If I don't want to wake up, guess who up? Like, guess who up at 5 o'clock? Guess who already deposted? 
like, like, y'all say I'm consistent, right? I'm consistent. But Mr. Consistency <laughs> is my protege right here. This man up at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock every day like me. This man already done with his workout. At 536, he already done. You know what I mean? But that's the thing, that when you got somebody shooting up that back call, right? Like, even on the days I didn't want to go, boom. Even on when I was injured, even on the days when I had doubt, even on the days when I had COVID-19, even on the days when I ran my 50-mile race, after my 50-mile race, when I'm like, I told people, I even told my boy, after my 50-mile race, I could barely walk. But what I tell you, I told my boy, I said, once I recover, I'm going to come back something completely different. 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 I'm going to come back something completely different. You but did. again, even on those days when I, when I wasn't running, my boy's still running. I'm living through my guy. Like, every month, every day, like, I didn't even run for like three, four months. Like, I'm living through him, though. He never let me down. Like, every morning I get up, I'm like, I already know, baby. My boy already up posted. Right now, this morning, this man already up posted. Never selling. So, okay, then. Leave the pack in, baby. <laughs> but, but it's because of those type of people that is in my circle, right? Even on the days I can't go. And that's what people don't understand. I'm not perfect. So, these days I can't go, right? But I got somebody like this that's going to be always there with a bullet in the chamber, baby. Boom. We going. Period. Period. And just days he can't go, guess what? I'm right here, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I, I got a I got a, a couple of questions for you. But I, I think we spoke about this with David David uh, Goggins. He I, I, we talked about that that post he had. So not every day we want to work out. It's days I, I get a, it's like today I didn't want to go, but I still went. Of course. Tell me how what, what goes through your mind and, and, and process when you up and you hurting, you tired, you dehydrated, you you just had a long run the day before. And your body's telling you to take a day. You want to, you almost want to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit back. What do you go through and how do you push yourself to go through and work even harder throughout that day? Okay, so the question is, how do I go or how do I find the energy yeah. even on the day I want to go? Yeah. I guess that can go with fitness. That can go with going to work. Yep. I've never riding. 14, 15 years, I've never missed a day. So how do I push myself every day. I mean, first off, to answer that question, the little discipline. Discipline is a set of standards you set for yourself, right? Again, let me repeat now, because a lot of people think it's a magic. It's not no magic that takes place. Mm-hmm. It's very, very simple. Very simple. Baby, discipline is a set of standards that you set for yourself. And look, when I set that standard, Many years ago, it don't matter how you feel. So discipline, again, is a set of standards you set for yourself. And no matter how you feel, you complete the mission at all costs. You never waver. You never waver. Never waver. Bro, discipline is a set of standards I set for myself. So for me, right, I've always been high level. Obviously, I fell off. But as of 10 years ago, when I took my life back, and we're going to get on this tangent right now. Go so ahead. when I was die, almost near death, 10 years ago, right? I was pre-hypertension, extreme nosebleeds, weak heart, weak lungs, acid reflux. So in order for me to cure all of that, right, 
God. Yep. No matter how I feel at work, I'm going to work. On, I'm going to the gym or working out on my lunch break. So I'm working out at least two times a day, minimum. Mm-hmm. Even if I wake up, if I'm sick, guess what? I'm still working out. Gonna do something. Even if I'm, guess what? I'm still working out. Even when my daughter was born, I left the hospital. And worked when out. I trained my back and then went back to the hospital. Even when I had a stab infection in my back right here, you can see the. Well, it's on this side. It's got to be on this side right here. Even when I had a stab infection with a hole in my back, guess what? I was still working out. My manager had to tell me to go to the hospitals. Let me repeat. My manager had to tell me to go to the hospital. Literally. I was like near mm, passing out, right? So my manager had to tell me to go to the hospital. It wasn't even that I was nearly not here that I had enough care to take myself there. But I was still working out. I was still at work doing all of this stuff. But again, man, it's the mindset, bro. Like I can say discipline, like consistency, I can say all of this stuff, right? But it don't matter how you spin it. You got to have a standard that you set. And once you set that standard, nothing or no one can break it. Like, period. Like, you late. Like, your truck break down. You work out. You still got to get it done. Um, I wake up with COVID-19. Like, I still got this mission to finish that 50-mile race at all costs. That's the standard. Like, bro, your equilibrium off. Every time you take a step, it feels like the earth moving. But guess what? Bro, you already set the standard. When I ran my 15K, which is 9.3 miles, I had a stomach virus. Threw up four times. Dehydrated. The worst race of my life. That 9 mile was actually worse than my 50 mile. But the thing is, it was the standard that I had set for myself, right? Mm -hmm. Where when I woke up, I told my wife it was 6 o'clock. The race was at 7. I said, I'm not going to do it. I threw up four times, dehydrated. 15 minutes later, I looked at the wife and I said, I'm about to do it. I hopped in my truck, barely made it. I got there. On mile six, I called my wife and I said, babe, this is the worst race of my life. I can quit right now. But guess what? Nobody even knew me. I wasn't even fast. Eat like fast guy that I know in the world. I was barely running. But I'm like, I can stop and then what? But I knew again, if I finish, right? If I push, it would make me 10 times better for future beasts. And that's what people don't understand. Like 99% of the stuff I we do today, right? 100% of what we do now, it's not a benefit for now. Like my 50 mile race, had nothing to do with the 50 mile race. It was everything I did before that that prepared me for the 50 mile race. Mm-hmm. My 50 mile race prepared me for everything else, like my 14 day fast. Yep. My 30 day fast is not even about the 30 day fast. My 14 day fast, my 7 day fast running 30 miles on the 7th day, my 8 day fast, my 50 mile race with COVID 19, my 15K. Being dehydrated, being um with a stomach virus. I mean, everything, me running 450 miles in 30 days. Me 
jumping on a frozen lake in Washington State. Like me running 12, 13 miles in 28 degree weather near freezing at, at an hour and 20 some pace. Me running a 14 miles Spartan Beach in 30 some degree weather with 20 plus water obstacles near freezing to death prepared me for what I am going through right now. So it's so what I am doing now is preparing me for a year, two, three, four from now. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I'm, I'm glad you brought all that up, and I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing all that. So out of all those workouts, every workout you've done in your entire fitness history, what's the one workout? And you probably already said it, but the one workout that you've been like that workout kicked my 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 butt. Okay, it, it sucked. Is what is my hardest workout? So I'm gonna hit you with something even better. I'm gonna tell you my hardest three workouts mentally, physically, and spiritually. All right. That's what's up. Go ahead. So I would say out of all my workouts, now the most detrimental workout. Extreme cold water, 
of living life. Because the more that you can endure, the easier life becomes. And the more that you can endure, the more efficient you become at living life. Whether it's a racing event, whether it's a job you're at, whether it's negative people you're around, it doesn't matter what you're doing. The more efficient you are with endurance of becoming immune to pain, right? Because again, everybody that was out there was introduced to the same elements. Like everybody was at the same level. We all was in 35 degree weather. Um, we all was running 14 miles. We all had 20 plus water obstacles. But guess what? The people that was in front of me had a better mindset to silence the noise. And that's why people don't understand when I say you got to be able to silence the noise. Whether it's an obstacle, whether it's people, whether it's a situation. And that's what I had to learn that day. Is that the people that were behind me, I was better at silencing the noise. But the elite, more elite people that was in front of me, they were a little bit better than me. So physically, that was my most trying race or exercise per se. Now, here's, and I'm going to say the best one for last. <laughs> I would have to say when it comes to the most stress on the body, it was my 50 mile race. Mm. Because my 50 but, mile before you, but, before, you, before you keep going, before you keep going, I just, I mean, yeah, I'm always to talk about that, but when, we, when you talk about it, talk about what's going through all right, welcome to an episode, first episode of All of the Above. I'm your host, John Cofield. Uh, today I have a special guest, uh, my brother uh, from another, Mr. Antonio Gillespie. He is a workout fanatic. He is a father. He is a Verizon employee. Uh, we'll get more into that as well. Um, Recording in progress. Uh, welcome to um, All of the Above podcast. My name is John Cofield. I'm your host. Uh, today I will be interviewing one of my good friends, um, a brother of mine, a fitness enthusiast, a fit, fitness nut, I should say, uh, Mr. Antonio Gillespie. He's a veteran, a uh, ultra marathon runner, uh, GPA summa cum laude. But I'll let him talk to you more about that. Uh, everybody, you know, let's clap our hands for Mr. Antonio Gillespie. Yay! Uh, 